Huge and this is the Fat Packs Podcast brought to you by Top Shelf Breaks. What's up, Paul? Saw, dude. Saw, man. How are you doing over there, buddy? Dude, man, I am. I'm, I'm huge. We're 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 awoke. We awoke. <laughs> we we are awoke. We are awoke. It's nine a.m. on a Thursday morning. Um, we're just we. We're, it's not as early as it usually is. Not morning. usually as early it is, but I'm still like I feel like. Coming down off a high off yesterday. It was a it was a really good day yesterday, man. It and was. I'm interested to get your thoughts about that later on in the show because absolutely, um, you're not a wrestling guy. I'm not, but but, but I might be. You might be now. That I was. Be. I want to get your thoughts uh, a little later. Yes, sir. Um, before we get into all that, though, I want to say what's up to all you fat packers and fat packerettes up there, everywhere. Hanging out in Fat Pack Nation. <laughs> fat Pack Nation. I don't I like that. I, I don't like the Fat Pack Nation. Fat Pack that's, Nation. That's pretty funny. Uh, so what's up, guys? Thanks for hanging out with us this week. Uh, got a loaded show for you. Uh, we have a long, well, it's not a long interview. It's, it's a 40-minute interview, but with it's with Devon Eriks. That's a little later in the show. Uh, but first, before we get to that, we're going to get down to uh, new products and pricing. Paul's got a stack of papers in front of him. Yeah, yeah, no, that's not all new boxes of pricing, but we do got, uh, let's see, one, two, three, four things to cover, all right? Okay. And, the, and they're four good cards, four uh, good products, I believe. Uh, Phoenix Football is back for year two. Oh, oh all right, okay. all right. Panini's right. put out Phoenix Football. It's got that uh, plasticky feel to them. Sure. Remember that? Uh, very cool. You get uh, three hits, $110 a box. Uh, looks like, uh, from what I've seen, you're getting one or two autos and then one or two jerseys, depending on uh, coalition there. Okay. Uh, so it's cool. It's been a big hit so far. Uh, dropped yesterday. And then uh, 2017 Tops Update for Baseball is out. So that's obviously um, always a staple set in the in the community. Uh, people finishing up their complete sets now for Tops. Uh, that is out. Two different ways you can buy that. Uh, Hobby, 65 a box. You get one auto or relic in there. Uh, Jumbo's rocking 110, and you're getting one auto and two relics in there. One ten, one one auto, two relics. Yeah. Update. Yep, yep. Is this the one with all the crazy variations? Yeah, it's got some variations. Okay, in right. Yeah, you like know, typical top style. Ted Williams with those green pants on uh, a boat? Maybe. I don't know. I don't know all of them, but that would be pretty funny if that's, it, that's, if that's that, the case. It's out there. I don't, know if it's, it? I don't know if it's Tops Update or Tops Chrome okay. variation, but it's out there, and it's probably the most fabulous card ever created. Okay. Well, I got to check that out then. He's in green pants on a fishing boat. Okay. I can't say much more than that. No, that sounds like a <laughs> sounds like a pretty cool fishtail. All right, so moving on. Uh, <laughs> all right, I'm gonna save this one for last because it's a doozy. But uh, we're gonna skip over to Leaf Rookie Retro. Yeah, that came out this week too. It huh? did. Now yeah. this stuff, man. Like I wasn't too sure, but uh, I did a little research. Two fifty a box. Okay, two cards per box. 
So I was a little skeptical until I saw the checklist. Oh, okay. All right, All right. so here we go. So I got, um, what you get is you're going to get two cards. You're going to get one buyback graded or authenticated rookie card. All right. And then you're going to get one original 2017 Leaf rookie card. Okay. All right. But the checklist for the retro guys, I mean, you're talking Koufax rookie, Walter oh, wow. Payton rookie. Wow. Griffey 89 up per deck. I thought I think it was a BGS 10. Okay. Zeke rookies, Kobe rookie. Jordan rookie, Hank Aaron, Connor McDavid, LeBron James, Tom Brady. I mean, it's a who's who wait, of everybody. Wait, wait, wait. Who's LeBron James? Well, I don't know. Well, oh. he's supposed to be the king, but uh, okay. I think he got the, I think he got dethroned. <laughs> okay. I don't know, something like that. Anyway, it's a who's who of people, man, and it just looks like a, a high-risk, high-reward product. And um, you know, at least you're going to walk away with uh, some kind of a decent rookie card out of that out of that purchase. So sure. I kind of like that one there. Uh, and then, man, you've seen this new stuff from Tops. Tops diamond icons no i haven't tell me about this dude sixteen hundred and twenty five dollars a box okay i'm out <laughs> oh you're out okay you're out <laughs> um now you're gonna get 10 cards in this box okay you're gonna get seven autos two auto relics and one relic so you're gonna get nine autos in this box and one relic okay now let me tell you something about they're all on card autos okay so that's kind of that's kind of cool but are you running out yamakata or you, you, you uh, well i don't know if they're you know, i mean they can't control i guess the initials <laughs> that the uh, the players have have now starting to sign um but it looked like you know freddie freeman did his little ff thing on there sure. but uh dude the cards are nice though they are nice yeah. looking, man. I saw them. Yep. And again, another good checklist. It's got Hank Aaron in there. It's got some veterans in there. Um, but yeah, sixteen twenty-five a box, ten cards in a pack, seven autos, two auto relics, one relic all on card. Tops diamond icons. That sounds like it needs to be a Christmas present under someone's Christmas tree. There you go. Or Hanukkah gift. Or, or yes, you know, whichever. Hey, you know, speak, let, me stop, let me stop down right here. Uh -oh. Happy Diwali to, to Oh, that's all right. Of Today our, is Diwali. Happy to all of our... Did you watch the episode this morning? I did not watch the episode. I was, doing the hot, I was doing the hot list. Okay. But I'm, I will get it in today, probably at lunch or something Sounds like good. that. But uh, happy Diwali out there to uh, all of our Indian listener, yes. listeners. And, uh, yeah, and you too, uh, Laxman. Yeah, you too, Laxman. <laughs> happy Diwali, Laxman. <laughs> and uh, Udan. Happy Diwali, Udan. Ah, Udan. Yes. I, I miss Udan. I miss some Udan, man. He, he was a uh, IT guy for what six months in the office. Six months, yeah. And he had to go back over yeah. over yonder, but uh, yeah, man, it was good stuff. I miss him. All right, so uh, new pricing wise, we have. You said you got cuts. Cuts should be done by tomorrow. Okay, should be done and in the system, and uh, they're ready for the weekend. Okay, for you guys. So I uh, Matt says he's got the. Uh, bombshells DC bombshells is, is now priced. That's a hot product, uh, literally. Uh, Bowman Chrome is now priced. Uh, just put up this morning with Austin Hayes as the cover boy there. Yep. Um, what did I get done? <laughs> <laughs> you were working on artifacts, right? I was working. I got artifacts done, and Tim Hortons is done. Okay. I'm working on uh, Canada Juniors, but guys, I mean, you gotta you got to buy the product or at least resell it to, <laughs> to get a price. We looked at it. We looked at it earlier. Well, not earlier, the midweek. Right. So yesterday, the day before, and it was 118 total sales. Wow. That's crazy. Oh, speaking of that, didn't that uh, that uh, Toronto Maple Leafs product drop this week? Yeah, was yeah. that this week? Yeah, the Toronto, uh, the, it was was late last week, earlier this oh, week. Okay, all right. Uh, the Maple Leafs uh, hundred year centennial. Yes. So um, we busted some of that yesterday. It was pretty good stuff. Yeah, it was fun. Uh, we're gonna take a box of that up to Toronto to give away to somebody. Awesome. We'll, we'll either give it away or break it out in packs and do a pack wars or something with it. But Perfect. We have a box to take up there with us. Again, if you're going to Toronto, make sure you go to BeckettGear.com right now and get your Fat Packs t-shirts. And if you wear those, we have special giveaways for you guys who wear those 
search to the show. We do. We have some hits from that too. So yeah, we sure stuff. do. We sure do have those. Uh, in fact, just get go get your Becky gear anyways. Uh, right now, use fa- uh, promo code Fat Packs A. A. That's uh, Fat Packs F A T P A C K S E H. Fat Packs A. There you go. You can get you twenty percent off your total order, and you can use that as many times as you want between now and uh, November twelfth. Perfect. Speaking of traveling, we are also going to be going to Chicago we are. the following week of uh, of November. So November 9th, 10th, 11th, and 12th, we're going to be in Toronto. And then we're going to come home, kiss our wives and kids, and then turn right back around and go to Chicago the 17th, 18th, and the 19th. There so, you go. Um, the Fanatic Show. The right? fan- oh, well, it's, I Is it not the Fanatic Show? I, I was told it was the Fanatic Show. Then I was told that Fanatic show, sold the show. Now it's the so- Chicago Sports Spectacular. All right. So it's Sounds in, spectacular. It's in the Rosemont Center, okay. same place where the National was. It's upstairs. Okay. I've honestly never been upstairs to the no, Rosemont Center. No, I didn't Center. make it upstairs. Yeah, you know why? We walked in. I saw the stairs. I said, no, I'm out. <laughs> I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> Anything to do with that. <laughs> no, I'm out. If there's not an elevator. Yeah, I didn't see one. <laughs> or a magic carpet that can hold my fat butt. <laughs> I'm not getting upstairs. <laughs> so, but uh, this time we're going to have to climb those stairs. And uh, I think the Starbucks is upstairs, right? No, Starbucks lower level. That's why I never went upstairs. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Not that we're big Starbucks people, but sometimes it's early in the morning. You, you need a Starbucks. And you can't find a monster. Yeah. So. That's under $10. That's under $10. It's true. So you go buy your, your $10 frappe. <laughs> your $10 frappe. So, all right. Uh, let's set up this interview that we had yesterday with. Uh, the Von Ericks. Now, I want to say this. We initially thought that Kevin would be joining us, the patriarch of the family. Um, Kevin had Kevin, and rightfully so. I understand they were in Japan, mm-hmm. and he flew back home to Hawaii. Right. So, because um, he wasn't necessarily, he didn't need to come to the, yeah, the Dallas for what they were doing. Exactly. Right. So, um, they they did a show in Japan and Israel, and then they came. Well, Israel then Japan, and then they went to. He went back home to Hawaii, which I completely understand. Why would you come to Texas to fly back to Hawaii? Yeah, it doesn't make any when sense. you're in Japan, you just get on over there, right? So that's that. Um, so Kevin was not there, but we were not disappointed at all. Uh, we sat down with uh, Ross and Marshall Von Eric, the the sons of Kevin, carrying on that Von Eric name. And I'm a I washed their balls a little bit at the beginning uh, of the interview, but <laughs> it's it's a tr- they are wrestling royalty. The family name is a wrestling royalty, but these kids, man, they were, they were sweet kids. They were good kids. Yep. And it honestly couldn't have gone any better. Um, Paul, what do you think about it, man? Man, they they uh, they killed it, man. Yeah, they killed it. I mean, I you know we'll talk about it later after the interview, but I was I was overly impressed. That's for sure. Even got the Pokemon reference in there. Even got the Pokemon reference in there, and that's just how down the earth and just laid back and chill they are. Like they're not, you know, none of this is really. You know, gone to their head. They had the. So, what I loved about it is they had their championship belts laying out on the table, right? They did. That was pretty cool. And they, like, it didn't even dawn on them to bring them down until we asked about it. Yeah. Well, Ross, <laughs> that's funny. And then, uh, yeah, Ross almost left without his. So oh, yeah. pretty funny. Oh, well, yeah. Oh, yeah. Not that they're not important, but right. he's just, yeah, yeah, they're just people. Yeah. I love to meet, I love to meet athletes that, you know, people put up on a pedestal. And it comes out, comes to find out, that, you know, they're just people. They're just people. They're just people. People chasing Charizard. Yeah, so it's really all they are. <laughs> and they love Buffalo Wild Wings. And they, love, they, they are like guys after our own hearts. Yes. Except the only thing they do that we don't do, 
Exercise. 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 <laughs> I, uh, I, I don't want to give away the whole interview, but, anything, but there was that one moment in the inter- interview when we asked if they got recognized out. You yeah. know, and they're like, no, you know, this one time. And they was like, do you guys get recognized? Every day at Buffalo Wild. Every day at Buffalo Wild. Our, our waitress recognizes us as we come through the door. And not only ours, all of them. All of them, right. yes. yes. When the manager comes over and sits with you like, hey, guys, what's up? Yes. We have issues. Yeah, we have. It's a little, it's, yeah, we can't go there anymore. All okay. Right. Uh, what we're going to do is take a quick break, and then we're going to come back on the other side of that with this interview with uh, Devon Ericks. It's a it's a great interview. I hope you guys stick around for the whole thing because man, it, it was fun. I got to go down memory lane. Paul, Paul sat there and looked at me as I talked to them like a like a child, and <laughs> and uh, it was uh, all, you had your moment. You had your fifteen minutes of fame. You, I had, had, yeah. you had your you had your moment in the sun right there. I sure did. So. It was a it was a great experience, and uh, we're gonna come back on the other side of that, and we'll wrap up our thoughts about it, and we'll get into some uh, hobby news and happenings, and some good stories from the from the world of. Yeah, I got a, I got a long one for you. Okay. All cool. Right. Awesome. All right. <laughs> Paul. Jeez. All right, you guys, you hang tight. We'll be right back. Hey, what's up? This is Chris, Chief Break Officer here at Top Shelf Breaks, and you are listening to the Fat Pack, Eric and Paul on Beckett Radio. All right, guys, we're back after that quick break, and joining us now for our third week of Slamoween. Paul, it's, it's week three. It is week three. It's hard to believe. It's week three. Uh, we're coming out of a, a great interview last week mm-hmm. uh with scott bedgood who who talked about his new book lessons from legends yep but uh now we're sitting with wrestling royalty we if, are if you will like literally <laughs> like i'm staring at it right now this is so cool we are joined right now by ross and marshall von eric um if you are acclimated to wrestling in any way you should know the von eric name and if you don't know just know that we're sitting across from wrestling wrestling royalty right now uh thank you guys for joining us how are you guys doing thank you so much awesome great I, to be here i appreciate that introduction too but yeah i'm marshall von eric's my brother ross and we're just trying to, to take the care the carry the, the family name as far as we can for what they did for us well you know what you guys are sitting here with the iwr championship belts tag team championship belts i think you're doing a that's, pretty I was gonna say, that's a pretty good, good start yeah, yeah. yeah you're off and running that's Definitely. good stuff we, we wear these belts with pride this is uh yeah the, um iwr imperial wrestling revolution we've uh, carried these belts for about five maybe six months right okay and it's uh yeah we've already had i think i mean how many title matches for, we've defended them a lot everybody wants them but We've taken them to Israel, to Japan, and um, Texas, Oklahoma, and we plan on to keep keep defending them. That's awesome. Very cool. That's awesome. Before before we get into that, because you guys are in the middle of a great series of matches with uh, the Arrow Club, uh, but we're going to talk. About, I just want to tell you everything I just told you off air. I want I want to set that up for our listeners. Um, I, like I said, I I watched your 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 dad and your, your uncles wrestle every night of my life, my childhood, uh, every Friday night at the Sportatorium. So. Uh, having you here with me, in front of me, is is really cool, and I really appreciate it. I was trying, I was telling Paul, I was hoping I don't get teary eyed, so I'm not going to do that. But uh, <laughs> I, brought, I brought tissues though, so we're good. <laughs> but uh, you guys, uh, Kevin specifically, your dad played such a, a pivotal role as uh, as we watched him wrestle, and um, my mom has that picture of of us, uh, my of me and my sister on her mantle, being held by your dad in the ring. So, uh, so cool. seeing, hearing, seeing that, and, and seeing you guys here, that's really cool. And I just really appreciate your time today. Like you said, hear, hearing stories like that about you know being my dad being an inspiration and in, in, um and in, in young in young young men's lives, you know that that means that means a lot to us, especially being in, in our career 
and tag team champions because whether you like it or not, there is going to be little kids or so, someone that looks looks up to us, and and you know we have to constantly be on, you know, mm-hmm. and it's it, lead by example, and uh, just just to hear the stories that my dad has about someone coming up and saying, hey, you're a big inspiration for me when I was a kid, and um, you made me smile on a lot of cloudy days. That right there is like what it's about, and we kind of want to keep that that. That, that's that's the goal is you know put smiling faces make someone's day better you know and while, sure. while we're doing it we're brothers we get to travel and wrestle together so enjoy this time while we can awesome yeah man living the dream yeah really you know yeah, we're, we're, we're having a great time doing this that's right? awesome yeah good deal that's what, how you feel about it ross you mean um kind of quiet over there you said having a great time yeah, doing just this. I'm I'm letting them take over yeah no it's 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 fun you know we get to travel everywhere you know all these places we've always wanted to go and uh you know Israel have matches you know and just you know make memories and we're having a good sure. time sure uh your dad sent me a message this morning that said you guys just got back from japan and then you booked yeah. a middle east run too yeah so yeah. geez how you guys got to be exhausted it, right is, israel israel was crazy just a 15-hour flight and ah. stuff and um the funnest part was catching some kind of uh some kind of stomach virus right before we got on the mm. airplane oh, that, that was great but yeah. we pretty much cycled through it then when we landed i like I, I got super sick and then by the time we landed it kind of cycled through sure and so it was just a nuts plane ride. But being in being in Israel, being in Israel was the one of the most like ridiculous memories I have. I mean, uh, yeah, memories I'll ever have. Just being there with my dad, sure. being in the ring with him, mm-hmm. my brother, and getting to you know getting to work with Kevin Von Erich, dream, yeah, yeah dream right. come true. And and he he didn't he was still classic Kevin Von Erich. As soon as we got in the ring, he was pacing back and forth, stretching yeah. on the ropes, slapping our opponents in the face and stuff. And I was like, dang, and it was like, that's dad. And yeah. it was so cool to see that nothing's changed. How awesome. did you How did you guys learn about Kevin's legacy or your family's legacy in, in wrestling? I mean, because you, you mentioned earlier off air that you guys weren't allowed to watch wrestling at a certain point, but yeah. so how did you learn about it and how did you come into wrestling? You know, you wanna take that one? Uh, just like slowly but surely, like over you know a long period of time, you just hear things here and there about uh, the, you know the kind of impact my dad had <clears throat> on the wrestling world sure. and and on people and stuff, and uh, it just gives you a healthy respect over time. Yeah, for what he did. Yeah, we wanted that that kind of influence. You know, like that. Just like when my dad walked into a room and talked to somebody and stuff and something or something like that, and you know, we thought about it, saying, man, we could we could really do something good with this you know sure and, you know and wrestling is just a just a tool I mean, that's the fun part but it's really about making memories make, building relationships and just encourage encourage people encourage each other right yeah yeah that, that's awesome that's that is awesome, awesome man. Man. you guys have embraced that you know what i mean because some people get caught up in the fame yeah. and the, the money and everything that goes along with it and you guys seem to be very grounded and, and very you know you know where your roots are thank you yeah, yeah, yeah. i appreciate that yeah that's awesome i've heard um you're wearing a UNT hat. Very nice. Yeah, <laughs> very, team right there. Uh, very nice. They're 4-2, and two, aren't they? They're, they're doing pretty good. Yeah, 3-0 you know, in the <laughs> conference. Yeah. yeah, that's pretty awesome. Their quarterback is like our hero right now. Oh, really? Yeah. Very nice. It's like the underdog story. We, cool. we have a guy at our office. Uh, he's our well, he was he's our digital manager now and our digital director, rather. He just wrote a book with me and Joe Green. So uh, he's got a lot of ties at UNT. And oh, really? Yeah, it's, nice. it's fun to it's fun to talk to him about that kind of stuff. It's did gets, you know my dad graduated from UNT? I sure did. Yes, yeah. and Steve Austin. Steve yeah, Steve Austin. Austin. Oh. Stunning. Well, he was Steve Williams, right? Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, right. Uh, where I played football out in at Springtown Tech in Springtown, Texas, and a lot of the coaching staff also went to UNT with 
Steve oh, Steve Williams. Uh, the Pennington family is is a name that you you guys probably don't know, but they know Steve Williams pretty well. What position did you play? I was a fullback and a linebacker. Oh, Whoa! Yeah. Did you play yeah. football too? I did. I played. I grew up on the East Coast, East so okay. I only played. I played quarterback for one year and got hurt. Man. Got hurt. Not on the field, actually, in a car accident. So I, yeah, so I couldn't play my uh, my sophomore year, and then I, I just didn't play after that. Yeah, which is a bummer because my uh, high school team actually went to the state championship my senior year. So yeah, but it was just a bummer. So, you guys grew yeah. up in Hawaii. Did you guys play football in Hawaii? <laughs> yeah, playing football in Hawaii. He got to play high school football actually in Texas. So oh, okay. Was, yeah, I moved after uh, second semester of my senior year, so I missed out on football in Hawaii. But I really wish I could have played the. Uh, the competition is a little different. Oh yeah, in, uh, in Texas, yeah. it's awesome. That's cool. You know, because yeah. I would I would go. I played wide receiver, and some of my corners, you know, it's because it's a little island, and we get a lot of people from the Philippines, some people from Samoa. Like but Samoa Tonga is like pretty much all of our offense defense aligned. Sure, but, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but all, all corners and receivers are Filipino, and so I would. I mean. I'd be back in the end zone, hit me with a fade all day. So yeah. It, it was, it was He's hard. usually a foot yeah. taller than the guy covering him. So that, that, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so it, that's it, awesome. Yeah, I had a lot you of pad your stats that way. It's good yeah, stuff. exactly. <laughs> paper I look great. <laughs> that's very awesome. Now, I asked you off air, and since we are a collectibles podcast, I want you guys said you you mentioned you did collect sports cards as a kid. Yeah, um, yeah. We um, we did go through a little Pokemon stage. Okay. But, oh, oh, hey, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, yeah. Nothing yeah. wrong with that. But, then, but also, yeah, we had some football cards and stuff like that. Awesome. Mostly just football. I didn't. We're sitting yeah. here with two wrestlers, and they're talking about Pokemon. No, they are real yeah. men right there, man. Yeah. They're, they're I, I was gonna, themselves. I was gonna say the Pokemon thing, but I guess you already did. No, so, yeah. Boy, <laughs> every wrestler is a little bit of a nerd. Pokemon yeah. is huge, uh, and like, well, there was that giant lot brought into Pawn Stars recently right. that that right. we. I don't know if you guys watch Pawn Stars or not, yeah. but uh, yeah, do. they brought in. Some Pokemon cards, and it was a hundred and thirty thousand dollars. That yeah, they some wanted crazy. From. And every Pokemon player was like, I knew it. You know, yeah, knowing yeah. their wives and stuff. Like, the next yeah, day, after that episode aired, the next day, our office got inundated with calls about people who had Pokemon cards. Like, hey, is this worth ten thousand dollars? Yeah, because yeah. yeah, we actually price Pokemon cards. We yeah. have a really. Yeah, we do all the we do pricing for for um, every major sport and a lot of non non sports in the gaming world. So sure. we do a lot of pricing for stuff. What? So we get we get all kinds of crazy questions. Yeah, we have one guy that actually just handles all of the gaming stuff yeah. for us and uh just to watch the prices since that show the charizards and stuff have just really like uh, that, that roof, was man. that was the one i, I finally yeah. got after yeah, a while right. <laughs> the yeah. and i let it go for like five cards that weren't holographic oh. and it ruined my it just i was over pokemon well, let's that. be thankful you stuck with wrestling that's okay it. yeah, yeah. Actually, I, st- I stole your binder and, that, and i actually made that trade i remember that ah. I yeah. Yeah. Nice. I evil yeah, yeah, traded yeah. all my holographics. Yeah, I took all of his holographics. <laughs> so That's awesome. How do you guys train in Hawaii to stay to stay active and ready to go in the ring? Every, pretty much every morning, um, wake up. We usually go straight up because we live. Um, he's my next door neighbor. And okay. Our dad, our dad is he's a neighbor down. He's there's a little valley, but in between us, sure. There's my dad on the cross of the valley, so we can kind of see him. But we uh, we have, we drive little mopeds everywhere on the island, so okay. everyone on the island knows wow. us from the. They say we have tiny mopeds. But it's, it's <laughs> mopeds. I like to think we're just big guys. Yeah, there I, you like go. yeah. I like to think that. But but so we, we we hop on the mopeds. We go over to my dad's in the morning. You know, have coffee, um, make some breakfast, hang out with him and my mom for a little bit, and then we hit we go straight back to, straight to the gym and um, pretty much from nine to eleven. You know, we're just training with weights and stuff. And since we don't have 
a ring, a wrestling ring in, on Kauai. Um, there's been a couple guys that work out with us like during the day and stuff in the gym, and they're actually picking up wrestling. Okay. And um, we actually accidentally trained a guy, and he debuted this past Saturday. Sweet. And, yeah. I saw that picture on your Twitter feed. That yeah. Was, yeah, he was uh, – <laughs> he looked a little worn. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Noah Koumana. He's, he's, he was actually one of my uh, classmates where we played football against each other. And he he um, he watched us work out. We, every we, he'd see us come back from Japan or, mm -hmm. or, or or some or just from a wrestling trip, and he wanted to get in on it. And he started working out with us and training. Then he showed up to the gym an hour before us, and and mm. you know just train extra hard. We saw that dedication and stuff, and we wanted it to so, somehow pay off. And honestly, all we had was a prayer. We just prayed about it. Sure. And, and then uh, this promoter for IWR, Jerry Bostick. Gave him a call, and that was a that was a that was a huge blessing for us. It was a dream come true for for Noah too. Yeah, yeah that changed his life. Like he he this is nothing things things like that don't happen for him. He comes from six brothers and sure. stuff. And Kauai, you know, once people when you're born there, a lot of people don't ever leave. Mm -hmm. So it's just like you can get island fever stuck on the rock. But yeah. it's kind of how our training goes. We we train we train every morning, and then uh, just from there we we kind of went have a ring. So it's. We get a little more bumped and bruises in, on, on the floor because we have a concrete floor. So, now is there a local promotion on the island or, or on the big island? On um, on Oahu, Oahu is the, the populated island. AZW, uh, it's mm -hmm. um, it is it's one of the one of the hottest crowds we've ever wrestled in. We wrestled there a couple months months ago, and we might be coming back in November. But um, yeah, it's the we, we didn't know about it until like. Uh, a year ago and we're wrestling we're like five years into our career four years into our career mm -hmm. and then he the promoter called us and um he thought we were living in texas ah. he found out we're on ah. Kauai. he's like get your butt over here let's, 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 <laughs> yeah. let's do some work and so that's and the hawaii crowd is awesome does does, cool. does the von eric name translate into hawaii i mean do i they, didn't do they, think it would but yeah. it did yeah I, yeah, yeah did. apparently they would uh they wrestled quite a bit back there in the day like course, in blaisdell yeah. and um and when they would go to Japan and do Japan tours, they would stop in Oahu and have, you know, for about a week and have a couple matches. So I guess there's some residual fans we have over there. Yeah, and sure. And the name's still over there. During that match, we didn't know. Um, we kind of got there a little late, and so we didn't know uh, who we were wrestling with or anything. And we kind of met the guy, shook their hands a little bit, and, mm -hmm. and the next thing you know, our song's on, and we're out there. And uh, <laughs> we, we, we didn't know, like, we didn't really, it was such a fast a fast paced thing. But when we got in the ring, we thought the crowds weren't, the crowd wasn't going to know who we were or anything. But as soon as we got in, people were saying, Discus Punch, Claw, like, okay. Oh, nice. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And we're, honestly, all, all of the cool. moves in our arsenal, we're just doing off the crowd. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody gave us every move. That's, that's, that's awesome. That's so awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> the little shout out there for Carrie, man, with yeah, the discus yeah. punch, the oh, yeah. Texas yeah. tornado. That's awesome. I, I was watching somebody posted something on Twitter, uh, and he hit Mr. Perfect with it, and Perfect spun the wrong way. Yeah, <laughs> so, <laughs> I saw. Yeah, that. My, I showed my dad that. <laughs> so great. Does Does your dad care, uh, share stories about about Carrie or David or? Yeah, all the know? time. That, that's That's why it's. We, we we feel we really do feel like we know our know our uncles because my dad that was he didn't blame wrestling for 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 he didn't blame wrestling for anything he um right you know he's grateful for it because it gave him you know the memories that he had with his brothers for the time that he did have with them sure you know and we, yeah we get a lot of good stories from my dad that's yeah. awesome man man uh paul i know that you're probably just sitting here and all <laughs> listening to hey man okay taking it all in <laughs> yeah i understand i should uh I, I love hearing your dad talk about that because um you know he he does mention that there, there was a time where he, he wanted to lose it all, but then he realized how blessed he was. And um, 
for me personally, I'm, I'm, that's great to hear because yeah. he had he has so much to offer still in life, you yeah. know. And then you get your guys are carrying on that legacy. Um, getting past that family tragedy is that is that still something that that goes to the ring with you guys, or or do you guys live for it? And no, just that that's the thing. So my my dad my dad said um, death can do two things to to um, do two things to a man, especially if someone that you know experiences mm-hmm. his loved ones dying because sure. that, that's something that you know. He, he was in a position where he would, if, why isn't he, I'm the older brothers, my younger brothers, you know, he almost feel responsible, but he said he can do two things to a man. And he can, he can either harden your heart and kind of make you angry towards the world, or it can make you compassionate, compassionate and, and not want to see people suffer because sure. you've, you've suffered before. Mm-hmm. And that's, my dad is one of the most compassionate men I've ever met. I can stub my toe and he'll come at me, are you all right? Oh, shoot. <laughs> and I, his shoulder's yeah. falling out, his elbows hurt, knees hurt. He's one of the most compassionate men that I know. And so, that's one thing that we keep in mind while we're wrestling and stuff, just where we come from. My dad, the kind of man he is, and it's, and you know, we rep- not, we can't be selfish and just, you know, let's do this for us. We're, we're representing a family name that my uncles and my grandfather have mm-hmm. fought and fought for, you know, and so we're not gonna, we're not gonna, we're not gonna spit on the name at all. We're gonna awesome. try to do it, do it with respect and, and try to be half the men, half the men that they were, you know, right. they, they, were, they were also, there were some awesome dudes. Do you guys ever go back so, and watch WCCW tape? All the time. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Do you have some favorite matches? I I love all my dad and Chris Adam. I, 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 I like I like yeah uh, Kabuki. A lot of his matches yeah. with my my dad and my uncle Dave, Uncle Kerry. Yeah. Um, good stuff. Kamala used to scare the living <laughs> love out of me. I I. Kamala's music would hit. I would hide under my mother's chair. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Nice. I was so afraid. And I, I'm now he's. He, Learning that he's just a sweet man, yeah. you know, he lives in Alabama and he doesn't really. No, but to a kid, that's a real life monster. Exactly, you know? he doesn't really hide in your closet, you know. Yeah. Regular <laughs> so guy. Funny. Uh, yeah. Abdul the Butcher was another one. I mean, yeah. oh man, oh, yeah. just cut up and gross and nasty. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, Kabuki, uh, Killer Tim Brooks, uh, love all those guys. And then that promotion was just full of a, hu- a who's who in wrestling now, and the names that came through there. When I go back and watch, I was watching the network the other day, and uh, your uh, the '84 tribute match between your dad and Nord the Barbarian. I'm like, who the hell is Nord the Barbarian? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, they they uploaded that, and that was just I was just taken back. That was at Texas Stadium, and and I can't. I'm sure you've heard the stories, but I can't express to you how big. WCCW was here in Texas. Yeah. I mean, they'd sell out Texas Stadium. I know. They sell out the Cotton Bowl. You know. Yeah. And I'm just a kid and taking it all in. It was it was amazing. For for, <laughs> for us now, we're starting to realize how hard it is to sell out like a big state like a sure. big stadium like that. For them to be doing that, you know, frequently, that's insane. It really is insane. Like it, the day after Thanksgiving, selling out. That's, yeah. That's, imp- that's yeah. impossible. Yeah, yeah that's and, impressive. <laughs> my grandfather sure. came up with the idea because a lot of people didn't do shows on holidays. Right. And he's like, man, nothing's on TV. I'm do a show on Christmas. And then right. and that's it. he started he started doing that and actually worked. Those were like their best ratings were on Christmas because everybody's at home. Everybody's know? at home. After yeah. kids open presents, what else is there to do? Exactly. Watch them wrestling. Exactly. Unless you're at my house. Yeah, that's right. Go outside. Go outside. So when you go to Israel, I mean, what's it like there? Because we, your dad just filmed a, a commercial, like a grocery store commercial it's, with Israel. It, it's it's crazy. I, my 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 dad told us a couple of things about 
how big how um, he didn't he's pretty humble he didn't say how, how big it was in Israel he just like all he said was like man I love Israel and okay it, that's all that's all he really told us and then someone told us a story oh it's actually my dad he told us a story um, is, uh, he first when he first ever went to Israel um, he didn't know what, what what the magnitude was he just knew that there's a demand for him to come sure and so um, I think I, I told this story on 105 through the fan but yeah uh, yeah there, apparently there would be like a like uh, like an, a piece, a kind of a understood understanding when mm-hmm. uh, when my dad and them would come because during their uh, sh- their Shabbat they call it, they um, sure. they only had one channel okay and they and it was world class and so <laughs> it had a hundred percent ratings like you can ask any anyone okay. there it, and they're like oh yeah lot. of course we know it, on air. It, it, it was a, it was a part of they said it was like a part of their Shabbat like after Shabbat everyone turned their TV on and watched world class the three stars would come up and it was Von Eric time and oh, that's, man. That's, that's what they call it and they have a saying that we all learned this this our last trip in Israel but they have a saying um Kazakh something but it means um Oh, what you think you're strong like Von Eric? It's like oh, oh you're strong oh like Superman. It's a saying everyone knows. Yeah, it's it's it's, it it's real Hebrew sounding and ends with Von Eric, you know. Oh. And, so, and so it's like, but it yeah. means like, oh, you think you're you're tough, you know? Oh my gosh, that's but awesome. My dad said his yeah. first story, I mean, his first time ever going over there. My granddad was uh, sending the show down to Israel, and my dad didn't really know uh, you know what to to expect. But he said he got there, and um, he was looking out of the window on the airplane, and he said it was just the the. The, or he walked to the to the door of the airplane. And he said it was the first time in his life that he was weak in his knees from a sea of people, just oh, like wow. with so many people. Wow. And on that day of the day of the show, there was actually for the first time in years a ceasefire between the Palestinians and the Israelis to watch wrestling. And so my dad was like, for wrestling to do something like that, you know. Like, God can use wrestling, you know. It, 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 my dad thinks God's a, God's a huge wrestling fan. You know, <laughs> he's like he's used it in my life a lot of times, and and so he said that, that was the first time he's weak in his knees from the, the people. And he walked down the he walked down, uh, and these cops were there, and they said, "Don't make eye contact with anybody. Do not make eye contact." And my dad didn't thought right. kidding, and he said, "This is for me because he's the only wrestler on the plane." And there's a lady there. He kind of waved at her, and he said, "As soon as he waved." The barrier started shaking. The ground started moving. Oh, so they just like mayhem, and the cops got mad, and they put him over his shoulder. And he thought he's getting arrested, but they ran oh. him to the police station, and they just watched world class for the next couple of hours until the crowds <laughs> kind of calmed down oh, a little geez. bit. Yeah, yeah, it's, that's awesome. Paul, what would happen if we went to the Toronto show next month and we're told not to make eye contact with people? <laughs> <laughs> well, no man, I hope they throw cheeseburgers. <laughs> like, Paul, <laughs> cool. Paul, don't look at the buffet. Yeah, don't look at the buffet. That's more like what they're gonna tell us. Don't don't let these guys in your restaurant. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. That's so awesome. That is so, so cool. Let's talk about your, your your tag team belts. You guys are in the middle of a series uh, with the, the the Arrow Club, and you, but well, actually, I want to get to this first. You guys worked with the NWO last weekend, right? And, and yeah. Weatherford. How yeah, was that? That was awesome. Was that cool? Yeah. yeah I mean, we when we were kids, we we'd watch you know Monday Night Nitro and all that, and to see to be in the same ring as those guys is kind of like. Whoa! Like, I know. remember when we, we would just watch these guys we, on TV? Now look, you know, right. we, we looked at awesome. each other and we're like, we're doing it. <laughs> <laughs> like, we're in it right now. This is cool. That's it's awesome. Cool. Did you give them the two sweet? Yo, of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, very yeah. nice. Yeah. Very, very nice. So let's talk about the let's talk about the Aero Club matches, man. You, I've watched them on YouTube. Uh, haven't been live yet, but I've I've seen them. Those guys are really really talented too. You guys put on you guys really good chemistry in the ring. Uh, did you know them before you you, st- you started wrestling with them, or no? We didn't no. know each other. I, I think honestly, I think the chemistry is because they're brothers too, right? And, and I think that helped that helped a lot. And it's kind of like a 
unspoken competitiveness, you sure. know, just being brothers. Because when, when you're brothers, everything's a competition. It's like as soon as you're born, you know, right, right. who can brush your teeth the fastest, who can run the fastest, you know, it's everything. It's everything's everything's a race and stuff. So as actually, we had a lot of fun, a lot of fun working with them and stuff. And Sweet. But they've had, I think, if, if they've had a two or three or four tries and still haven't gotten them. Yeah, so right. That's ready, right. Ready for the ready, ready for the next. Yeah, we're ready for anybody. And if they want to keep coming, yeah, it's good. They're keeping us ready. You got another, you got another show this Saturday, right? This Saturday. Where, where's that one at? Shawnee? Shawnee, Oklahoma. Yeah. In the casino. In the casino. Who's, who's your big match there? I forget, I, I saw the card, but I, I forget, it's slipping my mind. Uh, it, it, I, I, I think it's one member of Aero Club. One and member of Aero Club and uh, the, what was the other partner's name? Um, yeah, let me check it out. <laughs> I'm not. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah. That's okay. cool. That's okay. no worries. Okay. Yeah, no, no disrespect to the other guy. Does it matter? It's not happening. Yeah. yeah. That's so awesome. You guys like coming you like coming back over to the mainland? Yeah. Uh, yeah. This this I is love like it. some yeah. of our best memories. Uh, because you know, when when you go international, nothing or nothing's familiar, you know. And right. so this is just be cool because hey, that's something we recognize. Hey, everybody speaks English. You know, it's let's go to speed zone. Let's go to speed zone like the yin yang. So we've been going to speed zone a little too much. We're regulars there. <laughs> slippery track and we'll sit there we have some downtime let's go to speed zone yeah. speed zone and buffalo wild find us at speed zone or buffalo wild <laughs> you guys get that you guys get recognized in this area it, that, that we couldn't bo- we couldn't believe that but yeah we do this is um it, it's this is i hop i hop actually the other day someone asked us and there's a waiter at buffalo wild wings that was at one of the vip shows okay we did and, yeah and he that was that was cool meeting one of those guys but we actually left and um, he said, just saw LeVon Eric's on Twitter. He put on Twitter, just saw LeVon Eric's coming to Buffalo Wild Wings. And I was like, dang it. Because like, we don't get noticed all the time, right. especially being in Texas. So we came back to the condo and grabbed shirts and posters and stuff. And um, I just read his tweet, and we came back, and he tried to hook him up a little bit. Sweet. And I was like, That's cool. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's just it's, it's one guy, and we're right there. Might as well. Right. And we got to watch the Holloway fight that night, too. So yeah, oh, it was perfect. Nice. Yeah. Very nice. Very cool. I, Paul and I get recognized at Buffalo Wild Wings all the time by the waitress who usually <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we go way too much. We, we, we don't have to order IHOP anymore. Oh, they, really? they know our orders. Yeah. yeah. Sounds, the sounds usual, like we just say, and the usual. They know yeah. what to do. That's awesome. you know, you're pretty stout guys. You, do you eat pretty healthy over there, or you just eat what you want? We we just try to work out more than we're, than we eat. We'll eat like six or five or six. Yeah, it, it, like if we feel like we've had a bad eating eating day, we'll just say, all right, we should probably give it another thirty minutes in the gym or something. Okay, uh, I got you. That's, right. that's he, kind he, of our mentality. Yeah, he's pretty much my self control though. Like, <laughs> oh, okay. if, if 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 he weren't if he wouldn't if he wouldn't my diet or help with my diet and my working out and stuff, I would. I wouldn't have done, I don't think I would do it. <laughs> I think he needs to hang out with us. It's probably no, yeah, a little working out part. It's right, working out part. starts getting muscular. So I was like, okay, I'll do it. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> other, than, other than your dad, uh, who are some, some of your guys that helped you come along in wrestling? Oh, um, a lot of guys in Japan. Uh, yeah, yeah. Naomichi Marufuji. Sure. A big one. Ogawa. And also... Um, this um, super crazy. He wrestled in WWE for yeah. a little bit. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's um, he he was with us on our first uh, tour in Japan, and also Ricky Marvin. He helped us so much. He's one of our, one of our best friends too. But super crazy he was like our uh, like our Mexican dad. In okay, a way. He, right. day, he just like, he was awesome. He just took care of us the whole time. And you know, do you guys need anything? Whatever, just 
super awesome guy, really selfless, and just helped us out way more than he had to. And really sure. Appreciate and that. Being, being in Japan when, when no one speaks English, you really don't know half the time if people are talking crap about you or if they like you. <laughs> right, they're right. sitting there and they're whispering to each other and stuff, and they'll start laughing. You're just like, I don't even care anymore. I don't know <laughs> right. what they're talking about. <laughs> right, so right. We just, I'm sorry. We lost your uncle David in Japan. Now, when you guys go over there, is there is there, is there still that von Erich stigma there about about yeah. losing David there? Or? We actually had um, um, where he had his last match. That's where we did. Yeah, and, 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 it, and it was on the day, the same the day, day, the wow. anniversary of his death there. Yeah. That's yeah. amazing. I didn't know that. That's really crazy cool. Yeah. Yeah, that's our debut there, wasn't it? They, 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 would, they would do stuff like that that we didn't even know about, like take us to the hotel and stuff. And like, mm-hmm. this is the hotel that your um, uncle David passed away in. It was just like meant to be to feel so far away from home mm-hmm. because you know we're kids you know we were kids at the time being 19 be, i was 19 and um be so far away from home and actually have family history sure you know, there, there. It, was, it was kind of cool that's why israel, i mean israel too like wrestling really has it makes you feel at home in in foreign places because you know like my, my family has been here my uncles have been here and we actually have a um, my dad, my, my, this freaked my dad. We have a lot more in common now with my dad now that we're wrestling. Sure. You know, we've had a lot in common, but now, like, when we wrestle, it's just so fun. We can talk to my dad for hours, but um, we, before every match, I don't know why we do this, but before every match, we just find, like, a rooftop just to go to. Like, we try to just get away from everybody, get on a roof, mm-hmm. and just, you know, relax, just stay away from people, kind of meditate, pray, you know, just be, be alone and still. And we'll play, like, We'll, um, we'll just scratch our names in the walls or whatever. This is doing weird stuff. And then we one time we went up in this top of this building in uh, in Kirken Hall in, in Japan, and saw my dad's my dad's and my uncle Dave's initials. And, oh, um, man. I, and I texted no my dad way. and I was like, Hey, did you ever write your name on on, on the rooftop of Kirken Hall? And he's like, Yeah. And I, and I was like, Me and Ross come here all the time. Hey, yeah, yeah. He's, like, he's like, What are you guys doing on the roof? You know? <laughs> yeah. And he's like, Yeah. And he, there's a place where they played like tic tac toe and stuff. And I was like, Man, this is, this, it, it's, it's, it, that's just so cool to me that these men that we look up to so much that we have any traits like them, you know? And, and oh, yeah. I was like, Man, that's, that's awesome. cool that they're blood. You know? It's, it's, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's definitely. Man, what, are the, what are the odds, man? That's so cool that you guys go on the same roof, the same know, yeah. building, and the you actually go across it's, that. And it's happened like three or four times, you know, Jeez. like in different buildings. And like it's, my dad was like, "Yeah, we've been on the rooftop of there. Look, if you look to your right, you see Mount Fuji." And, and oh, we're just wow. like, "Yeah." And I was like, "Dang!" <laughs> I can't remember. Yeah, it's just crazy. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> you guys, uh, how's how's the culture accept you? Like when you are just an everyday Ross and Marshall in in Japan, what do you guys do to have fun there? Because I know it's a completely different. We're pretty, <laughs> we're pretty slow pace, you know. Yeah. We like, we love coffee. We, like, okay. we love coffee a ton, so we just like, we'll find like some cool coffee shops and and pretty much and just try to find. I just drink a ton of coffee while we're there because <laughs> when you're there, it's pretty much wasting time until the match starts. Until the match starts, yeah. And yeah. so you've like, remember, there's been times where like week, like a week off, and so we just get on a train and try to get lost. Okay. And then okay, let's try to find our way back, and that's backfired. <laughs> yeah, that, that, yeah. <laughs> doesn't sound like a good idea. Yeah, <laughs> it's not a good idea. Yeah, this last trip we actually was the first time we really tried to just enjoy it, yeah. you know, and explore and do some cool stuff. Went to Tokyo Tower and stuff, and we actually yeah. did some like some fun stuff. But they actually have this drink there called um, I don't know if y'all have heard of it, Strong Zero. Um, mm. it's a, every, every wrestler who's ever been to, to Japan knows what it is. It's, okay, it's a it's a it's a drink, and they have like lemon, um, lemon, all uh, these different blah, flavors, blah, blah, yeah, all different kinds of flavors, and it literally tastes like it's dangerous because it tastes like lemonade. It really does taste just like lemonade. But um, and, and the first time I ever drank one, I did not know there was alcohol in it at all. Oh, and there's a lot of alcohol, nine percent or ten percent. Oh, and so you drink it like it, like it's just like a soda, a soda or anything. And we drank it on our bus ride after our match, 
and we're wondering why. It's like, man, it's everyone on the bus is hammered right now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we didn't realize they, they must be. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah, they told us, and then you look, and it says ten percent or something on it. Oh, and man. so yeah, it's that's another Japan. That's the thing with the Japan. You never know what you're eating or drinking. Right. You right. know, if you see a fat donut and it looks so good, you take a bite and there's curry in the middle of it. Oh, it just, oh, it'll throw man. you off all the time. That, that was. He, he remembers that story because that made me so that night I mean that just like made my night even worse <laughs> in their curry yeah. donut it's like oh, finally yeah. something familiar a donut and then there's you there's know curry. Indian food inside it yeah. oh, man, <laughs> exactly. no Ugh, yeah. you guys uh, partake in the sushi over there oh, yeah. Yeah, that's where love it's sushi yeah. love uh, yakiniku super good Korean barbecue yeah mm-hmm. that's you know after a show you, uh, usually a sponsor will take you out you know with a lot of the wrestlers and you'll just go eat either Ribera Steakhouse or yeah or uh or that Yakuniku, super good. Yeah. But by chance, have you partaken in any Japanese baseball games? No, no, once, no. There was one. There was one going on one time right Tokyo across. Dome. Yeah, at Tokyo Dome, like right next door to Kirken Hall. Yeah, and we wanted to. We saw the crowds and that we heard the crowd and stuff. And man, thought it'd be so awesome to check it out. Paul and I a couple of years ago. Uh, unfortunately, we had the unfortunate task of opening some Japanese baseball cards yes. on camera, which. It's what we do anyway. We, we, yeah, we, we open, open all the cards on camera all the when cards, they come in. Yeah, it's great, but then they they give us this Japanese product, and we know none of the players. Yeah, <laughs> we, know, oh. we can't pronounce their we can't names. Pronounce oh, their names. Right. <laughs> we have to do justice to this product, exactly. give it a review, and yeah. talk about how cool it is. And yeah. these guys with all these consonants <laughs> and vowels going different directions. It was, yeah, it was a it was it bad, was brutal. And we kept looking for like, are there any American players in this <laughs> set at all? Like, there's come on, one guy. There was none, man. It was it was bad. Yeah, that was probably the the toughest review open. Yeah, box thing that we've ever had to do. In the, in the Rangers pitcher from from Japan, you Darvish. He's not he's not pitching for the Rangers anymore. He's pitching uh, for the Dodgers actually. Yeah. Dodgers. He actually yeah. won last night. I think. Yeah, he won Dodgers. last night. Yeah. We, we, we watched we watched um, the day he he came to the Rangers. We, okay. we were, that's when our first tour to. Japan. It was a big deal over in Japan. There was right. it was yeah. really public over there. Right. Yeah. yeah, it was a huge deal. The big deal. a lot of money involved in that deal. That's oh for yeah. Sure. Yeah, definitely. It's a big thing. I worked for the Mariners for three seasons, and Ichiro was just as big here in the states. As he was in Japan, but in Japan it was like on a whole other level because yeah. he's a, he's a god there, you know. Yeah. Oh, totally. So uh, I remember when I was working for him, there was a bounty. And this is really weird too. There was a bounty if you could get uh, like a like a shirtless picture of Ichiro in Japan and get it over to Japan to the media because they I, I don't know why they wanted to see him shirtless, <laughs> but it was a bounty. So they would the the um, the. The press would be kicked out of the locker room when they were trying when to get pictures. Change. Yeah, oh, wow. because wow. It, it was it was something that was not kosher, you know. Yeah, so yeah, it was, it was crazy. They're, they're, crazy. They're weird about a lot of like, especially tattoos. Like in Japan, yeah. if you have a tattoo, you know, you can't go to a water park and you can't do a lot of stuff. They'll they'll kick you out of places and stuff. Mm. Wow. And all the rest, like every wrestler has a tattoo. And then that kind of eliminates us, like, because you know, all the you know, we're usually hang out in a group of like five other wrestlers, and you know, ninety percent of them are tattered up, you know. So it's like okay. We, 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 we get turned away quite a bit, you know, going uh, and yeah. do still cool stuff like that. So what are your aspirations? Is is the WWE, like, the end-all, be-all for you guys? Are you good on the on the indie market? What do you guys, what do you guys want to do? That's uh, that's a lot of people ask us about WWE and stuff. And honestly, and it calls crazy f- for it, but um, we, our goal is not to go to the WWE. Um, you know, life is short, and we and we want to. We really do want to enjoy the time that we have, sure. the time that we have, and, and the time we have together. You know, as brothers too, and um, we we have we have wives right now. And I know if we did do something with WWE, that you're basically you know you're signing your life away, right. you're, you're gone right. for a while. And 
you know what what the kind of setup we have been doing you know god's god's been working or working through it and it's been opening doors we get to wrestle international or internationally and we stay pretty busy and we we, we um, he's been putting good men in our lives you know like our buddy dennis right here he's, right. he's he's been a huge help to it to us with our wrestling career at um, pretty much he's the reason why we were wrestling in america you know sure and, and um he's just keeping us busy and, and and you know now we're just we're getting into business with him and um, you know, there's a lot of doors opening up, but um, as long as our future, as far as our future, I'm not going to say no to anything, but we're just going to keep doing our best, going through the doors that God's op- God opens, and just right now, that's not the season for us right now. We don't feel like WWE is the thing to do right this second, you know? God, and, I mean, God will ordain it, right? That's yeah, what I exactly. mean, true. There you go. <laughs> exactly. That'll work. That's awesome. All right. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, I don't want to take up too much for your, more of your time, but I do want to ask you a couple, uh, one last final question uh, for both of you. Uh, favorite match you've ever been in? And then maybe favorite match of your dad's or okay. your uncle's or something like that. So, so what do, you, what do you think? Favorite match you've ever been in? I've ever been in the uh, Gas Monkey one or no? I, I, I th- for me it was our Hawaii match because okay. the, yeah. the crowd was just insane, and it, it was it really wasn't our best match at all. Okay, I don't think, but it was just the the, the, the atmosphere was just so awesome, and then. Uh, the guys were wrestling. Where it was, it was just a. It was, we had so much fun that it, night. Everything we did got like they call. It, I guess in wrestling they call it a pop. You know, yeah, 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 yeah. And mm-hmm. so like we slid, like when I slid into the ring, it was like yeah, and I was like okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, yeah. We went. Our heads were so big after that match. We're like man, we're pretty yeah. good, aren't we? It went immediately to our heads. I was walking <laughs> to the airport, feeling all entitled and stuff. Yeah. Do you know who I am? <laughs> Pushing old people out of the way. You know. <laughs> Now you, you mentioned Gas Monkey. That was uh, yes, a few Monkey. months ago, but that was my that was one of my favorite matches because I got to see my brother go through a table with somebody. That thought that was so cool. That was that was that's a close second. I think that I was know. really cool too. Like I ran over to him after, and I was like, "We'd be freaking out for twelve years old right now. Like you just went through a table." You know? <laughs> and I was like, "I know." Was that three D? Yeah. Was that three D? <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. yeah. See, and that's that's how I know we're doing something we love because we still like we're still kind of like, "Whoa, we're doing this." Isn't you know, this awesome? Yeah. yeah. We yeah. we really appreciate. We try to appreciate every moment. We really know? do. Really. Yeah. When we landed in Japan, like we looked at each other, like we're in Japan right now. We're about to wrestle. Like we we, we couldn't. Believe, we still can't believe like, that people actually book us and, and want us to do stuff. And, sure. Like, cool. We Paul and I feel the same way when we get booked to do shows. They're like, they want us to come talk about baseball cards? That's <laughs> like, awesome. Like, yeah, we're okay. going to Toronto. Like, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. 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 It's like, <laughs> hey, look, you guys. You guys are easy to talk to and stuff. They're all made for this. This is perfect. Yeah. Yeah. We have the faces for radio. We have our faces for radio. <laughs> <laughs> perfect. <laughs> all right, so favorite match of your dad's or your uncle's or, or, or an, older, an older match? Mm-hmm. But, but you, you, I mean, you have to say Freebirds. Oh, uh, Freebirds, yeah. The yeah, rivalry. I mean, they're just so, those, so, like some of those leather strap matches they had mm-hmm. were, I think, were awesome. Sure. Yeah, they'd probably be brutal. one of my favorites. They were brutal. But I think, my, personally, my favorite was uh, my dad had a singles match with Chris Adams. I, I believe it was in Texas, uh, Texas Stadium. Okay. Uh, it was in Texas. Cotton Bowl. Cotton Bowl sorry. Yeah, Cotton, Cotton Bowl. Bowl. And um, that was when um, he jumped. He put the chair in my dad's stomach and started jumping on it. Yeah, and then he hit him in the. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I just couldn't Gary believe. Gary Hart too. Gary yeah, Hart came. Yeah. I, I just couldn't believe the people in the crowd. Like girls were like, like just like like they're crying and like mm-hmm. just guys over there like ripping their clothes and stuff. It's like serious. <laughs> and I was like, man, what a. It's crazy that they can they could that wrestling can do that to somebody. And it, but, but as far as the match, I th- my dad and Chris Adams, I thought had some of the best matches because my dad said Chris Adams had one of the worst tempers that mm-hmm. of anybody's ever met. And um, and he said that when he wrestled, it was like wrestling a bull because my dad said he would lose his temper 
and my dad, it, it, on and off throughout yeah, the match. On and off, he said his light, his eyes wow. would just turn red, and then he said that's what made good TV. You know, putting butts right. in seats, yeah. cross some teeth. Wow, there you go. Makes that's sense. so awesome. Yeah, man, this has been great. This has been been forty minutes of the, my my most favorite forty minutes ever. So thank <laughs> you, man. That's yeah. awesome. no, we had a blast. You guys yeah. are awesome. Now, now, Kid Cash is who they're wrestling against. Kid, Kid Cash, Cash and Coyote. Coyote. Okay, I got you. All right. Now, uh, before you get out of here. Uh, KT, I'm sorry, KT, Kevin and uh, Corey, the KNC masterpiece, they seem to think that they're invited over to your house anytime that they want to come. So, oh, yeah, we heard about that. So, uh, can we come too? Yeah, hey, <laughs> hey, y'all are welcome anytime. Awesome. Just, just send me a phone call. <laughs> Give me a phone call. That's awesome. All right, guys, uh, we're going to let you out of here. I did want to ask you one thing. I brought the first, your debut here in Texas was at the TNA Slammiversary right, uh, right. over at UTA. Uh, I was in the crowd that night. Oh, yeah. I was. And uh, your dad came in, slid in the ring, put the claw on people. Uh, one, can I get a claw before we leave? And two, I brought two pictures. Would you guys sign them for us? One to give away and one for me? Yes and yes. Absolutely. Yeah, awesome. Sure. That would awesome. be clawrific. That would work. Clawrific. All right, guys. Uh, you guys hang tight, and we'll be right back. Hi, I'm Kevin Shea from the Hockey Hall of Fame, and you're listening to Beckett Radio. All right, Devon Eric's if you need them. I do, because yeah. I'm going to Hawaii. <laughs> You're going to Hawaii? I'm going to Hawaii. As Paul says, it's over. I'm going to Hawaii. I'm going to Hawaii. Man, that was a fun interview. It was, just, it, was, it was a lot of fun. It was, again, sitting down there with them, going back down memory lane. What I loved about it was, as I was telling them stories about their dad, they were leaning in and listening to those stories, just like we were leaning in and listening to their stories as they were talk, talking about what it's like being on the road and wrestling and stuff like that. Yeah, it was it was just it was really neat to see their perspective and uh how grounded they are as far as, you know, with the spotlights and everything that's sure. on them and you know, yeah, the WWE that's not really in our thing. Like what are you talking about? Like everybody out there right now, that's what sure. they're trying to break into, you know, they're right. trying to get to that next level and they're just they're in their comfort zone. They're comfortable where they're at. Um wrestling is bigger than just a sport to them. You know, right. it's about the people, it's about the right. relationships. And uh you just don't meet anybody that way much less athletes sure they're in the limelight like that so um cool dudes enjoyed it definitely more of a wrestling fan i'm going to say after uh after sitting down talking to them after that yeah that was uh it was fun to be a part of i want to thank uh i want to thank a couple people here i want to thank uh the knc masterpiece uh kevin hanglin specifically for helping us out with that interview with uh mr crosby's their 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 manager's information and what a nice guy that dude yeah is. he's really awesome too yeah, i want to thank sure. mr crosby for for being patient with us and working with us and getting it because this was honestly supposed to happen like two weeks ago right right and we we schedules you know kept changing and stuff like that but uh we never lost contact we we kept in contact and we we made it work we found the time to make it to make it work so i want to thank mr crosby for working with us um, I want to thank Kevin Von Eric who reached out to me just before the interview. He he sent me a message and said, "Hey, you know, can't be there. Sorry about that, but um, make sure you ask about this and this and this." And uh, I, I, Kevin, man, you did an amazing job raising those kids. Those, oh, for sure. Those 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 boys are awesome. Just absolutely awesome. And um, it was fun. It was fun to sit down and, and talk to him, and thank you for you know just being who you are in my in my youth, and you were just a freaking icon in my youth. So uh, being able to share that moment with you through them was really really cool. So all in all, I think it was uh, 
I think it was it was a good time had by all, and they signed us a photo to give away. Yes, they did, which was very very cool. Uh, we have one that has our invitation on it to Hawaii. <laughs> yeah, which we're not getting rid of unless we have to cash it into them. Exactly. So that one's ours, but we have one more of uh, it's it's a scene that was at TNA Slammiversary here in Arlington, Texas. I was live at that event. You were there, yes, with my cousin, and we were having a good time. But it's it's. It's a scene of them after the match, and um, they signed it for us. And uh, how we're we gonna give this thing away? So, do you want to do a retweet campaign or do a retweet? We could do your best claw, maybe. Right. Ah, there you go. <laughs> That's a good one. Uh, let's do that because you got the claw handed to you yesterday. I sure did. You I did. sure did. Um, let's do that to give this away. Tweet us a picture at Beckett Radio. And use hashtag FatPacksVonErics. Von there you go. With your best claw, your best iron claw. And uh, we'll give it away next week. Okay. Sounds so uh, from today, when you hear Thursday, September, October 19th, okay. and we'll let it run through next Wednesday. Perfect. And then we'll give the way on the show next week. So tweet us a picture uh, at Beckett Radio, hashtag FatPacksVonErics. With your best iron claw, put it on your kid. I put I put mine on the baby the other day. Did you really? <laughs> yeah, I sure did. He was like, "What are you doing to me?" And I'm just like, "Why are you talking like that? You're you're ten. You should ten months old. You ten months old. <laughs> That's awesome. And just make sure no one's hurt in the process. Yeah, you know they, I mean? don't like hurt that. anybody. Yeah, don't hurt. Anybody. Don't do it to your cat or your dog if they're gonna freak out or whatever. Just right. Just get send us the picture of your best iron claw, and uh, we'll give it away to Paul and I will vote on it. We'll bring in a third party, so we'll have a. Uh, an odd numbered people there and we'll, we'll look at it and yeah. Cause no matter how you look at us, we're either two or four. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't, <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't work out so well for us, but yeah, that's right. That's right. Okay. So while we're doing giveaways, let me, let me check back on a giveaway that we were doing with uh fat packs and top shelf breaks. It's a fat hashtag fat packs TSB. And we have a box of 2017 Chrome to give away. Oh, that's right. We do UFC style, right? UFC Chrome. And uh, let me go through here through the randomized little thing here. Tyson Linros. Okay, Tyson. What did you not do correctly? Why did you not enter this correctly, buddy? Uh-oh, he didn't? Man. Oh. I got to skip you, bud. Sorry. All right, skipped out. Skipped you. Skipped, skipped, skipped you. Who you got? Who you got? Jimmy Gragg. Jimmy Craig at, at Browns fan two two one. Yeah, he deserves something. Yeah, if he's a Browns fan, he deserves a little light in his life. <laughs> <laughs> he does, doesn't he? <laughs> Poor Jimmy at Browns fan two two one. Jimmy Gregg, George St Pierre was your favorite fighter. Awesome. Uh, Fat Packs TSB, you got that in there. So, Jimmy, if you can hear my voice, please email me directly, Eric N at Beckett That's E R I C N at Beckett.com and give me your shipping details so I can get this box out to you. If uh, he does not claim this by next Wednesday, we will pick somebody else. Oh, okay. Okay. I was thinking I was going to open it, but that's okay. (laughs) (laughs) And by pick somebody else, we mean Paul's going to open it. (laughs) (laughs) I missed out on that break, so that's why I was a little jealous. All right, let me write uh, Jimmy... Jimmy Gregg. Jimmy Gregg. Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy Gregg. All right. Let's go into the story that you bought. You brought us, Paul. Okay. It's a long one. So It's a long one. So, no, it's about uh, – it's actually not a long story at all. It's about uh, Chris Long. And, uh, you know, he plays for the Eagles. And he really uh, 
you know, he's had he's had a pretty good career as far as, you know, uh, played, I think, in the league like eight to ten years, something like that. And he decided that what he was going to do is the first six paychecks of this year, he was going to donate to his hometown of Charlottesville, Virginia, and all the craziness that has gone down there. So that, amongst itself, is phenomenal. You know, it's one of those, those good, make-you-feel-good stories, uh, which we don't hear too much coming out of the NFL these days. But what surprised me the most, as you read on in the story, is not only did he give his first six to Charlottesville, he's decided now, what the heck, I'm doing the next 10 checks for the rest of the season, and he's dividing them up between Philadelphia, uh, the Boston area, and St. Louis, all the teams that he played on throughout his career, and it's all going towards education to help people get educations that may or may not be able to, to have the right environments to get education. And he... That's phenomenal. Yeah. Like, you know, I mean, you know, you hear a few guys, you know, have done this or given up that or whatever, but this guy has given up a whole season of paychecks now. Right. For charity. That's awesome, man. That is fantastic. I mean, who who does that? You know, I mean, you got, obviously you have people like J.J. Watt who's raising millions upon millions of dollars uh, for the victims in Houston and is probably your clear-cut Walter Payton Man of the Year Award winner sure. this year. Um, and, you know, obviously you have guys that do stuff like that, but this is just a real, I think this is really cool. That uh, that he's he stepped up and said, "Hey, I'm going to give away my money." There you go. For the for the for the for, you know this this could be his last year. If you read the article, it, it possibly could be his last year, and he's going to play for free. You know, so. um, with the atmosphere of the NFL right now and, and social and political stances and views and everything, it's it's just a myriad of crap. It is. You know, it's every time you turn around, it, it's something different. And I, I'm not saying that. Um, you know what's going on. I mean, everybody's a right to their opinion. Right? Oh yeah, and there's you know thousands of those going around. And there are ways to, there are ways to publicize your opinion, and there's the good, there's good and bad ways, and we are seeing that right now with the NFL. Yes. But to hear a positive story like Mr. Long here is uh, what he's coming out and doing with his his money, giving it back to education in, in the cities and, and towns and uh, that he played in. That's a man. I'm a, no, I'm now a Chris Long fan. Now Chris Long. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's just phenomenal, right? Because like you said, with everything that's going on right now, with the some people may be suspended this week, they're not suspended this week, people standing up, sitting down, up, down, and it, you know, it's almost like, you know, they have that separation of church and state. They almost need to separate the NFL from <laughs> from <laughs> politics. politics, you know what I mean? And uh, let's get back to playing football, man. You know, you, you said suspension. Did you see the newest thing that came out about that last night? No, I mean, I know he's allowed to play, but I didn't, I didn't read the details. I mean, I get so many updates on that. So, more or less, it was, this was David Moore. Uh, he works for the Dallas Cowboys here okay. in uh, the DFW, and he's like, he's like he's the inside guy, right? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen him. So, now there's a, a situation to where um, there could actually be like a plea bargain deal done. Oh, geez, really? Yeah, so... <laughs> More or less, without coming out and saying the NFL was wrong in doing this, and Zeke saying that he's wrong in doing this, right? There would be a reduction of the suspension, suspension. okay, and both sides take blame and, 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 just, and part of their way. They wash their hands yeah. at it. I got you. It's a possibility. I don't know if it's going to happen, but I mean, gosh, man, that Zeke story is just one that just won't go away. It won't go away, and you know what it's going to end up doing. I think, and and. This is coming from, yes, a non-Cowboy fan, but it's going to hurt the Cowboys. It could hurt them for two seasons. I mean, they're it's struggling really good, right yeah. now. They're yeah. two and four. You know, they're going up against the the um, the 49ers this week. 49ers are starting their rookie quarterback. They actually had a little bit of life in them last week. Sure. Yeah, they haven't won a game, but they had a little bit of life in them. Um, 
that could be a, such a trap game for Cowboys. And they go two and five. It's going to be tough to dig yourself out of that. You mm-hmm. might as well stop all the appealing nonsense. Take your suspension this year if there's going to be one. Right. Rather than try to fight your way out, maybe not make the playoffs, and then start next year with the suspension like Brady had to start the following year with the suspension. Right. Now you're messing up two seasons. Sure. You know, I mean, at some point you got to put a little bit of common sense and, and logic and lo- logistics into this, you know. Um it just doesn't make any sense to keep it going. Yeah, you know, it doesn't. Now, being the football guy, how how has this affected his cards? Uh, a little bit. Yeah, not, I'm not gonna say a ton. You know, his stuff's still pretty popular. Um, as far as stuff tell. Now he's not. He's off the hot list now. Okay. Um, but that part of that is due to such a phenomenal new rookie class that's in there. Sure. You know what I mean? And obviously, Zeke's had a few rough games um, coming so far this season. But I think a lot of that's just due to the distractions. You know I, think I, mean? so I think it's just due to the, am I playing this week? Do I practice? Do I prepare? Oh, wait, do I not? You know, it's kind of going back and forth. So um, he, he has gone down just a, just a smidgen, but uh, you know, I don't think there's any, any concern yet for his cards and, and his values until, I think, until we see some whatever happens with this suspension, you know? And whatever becomes of it, you know, if he ends up, I'm not going to say getting off, but he ends up only doing two games and the Cowboys still make the playoffs and he's the contributing factor and they go in next year and they're fine. You know, it's not going to affect him at all. You know, if he ends up serving six games and the Cowboys lose 12 games this year, yeah, that's going to definitely take a toll on him. That's so. uh, you know, I really haven't paid attention to his cards much since last season anyways. So coming into this season, I was like, eh, you know, it's a typical sophomore year. Right. But this has got to just put a, damper on the whole thing for Cowboys card collectors, for Zeke Elliott card collectors, for future Hall of Famer card collectors, possibility, right. you know. Jeez, it's and he now he's got this thing hanging over his head. Did he did he or did he not sexually assault this woman? Right. You know, so I oddly enough that comes into collecting too. I mean, are do you want to collect cards of somebody who could be who may or may not have may, done yeah, that, right? Exactly. Um and the other thing too, it's affecting Dax cards. Yeah. You know, because as they as, if they do not win, his cards are not going to stay where they are too. So it's really could have a huge because we just came off really. Two thousand sixteen was probably the best rookie class, biggest boom of two people. Sure, and even you know with the Wentz and Golson, and the guys that were running in, in that mid tier that we've seen in a long time, right. and now it could almost be wiped out if the Cowboys go and have a horrible season and the suspensions and all the other stuff. So it's very interesting. So it is interesting how it's going to play let's out. See, let's see what happens uh, come come you know but buy your 2017 products man because yeah. there's a definitely rookie class that's killing it what's right been now. your favorite product this year so far yeah. oh it's always spectra man really i love spectra that's really high all right give me your like your mid-end product my <laughs> mid-end favorite product um i think and it, i don't know how how popular it is with everybody else so far i kind of like the cuts product really yeah i kind of mm. like it um i don't know why but i do i like unparalleled you like unparalleled? Yeah, it's too busy for me. I like it just a lot. Just my opinion. Just too busy. And Prism should be soon, right? It's Prism. Yeah, gonna... yeah. Prism will be out soon, and that'll probably move into my my mid yeah. product that I like the most. But um, right now, it's still Spectre for me. Uh, impeccable. If you're going high end, it's probably a close second for me right now. But uh, I like the cuts. I know I always say how much I like Absolute, and I do. I did like it this year, but I, I liked Unparalleled a little bit more. And then high end wise, I really like the Immaculate Collegiate Collection. That was a good, that was a good set. It was That's, that was fun. It was really fun. I lo- I love everything about that. Yeah, it was good. Those glove patch cards are awesome. They are cool. And the and then the bowl logos they're so thick. <laughs> they really are. They're so. That's thick. been a topic of conversation around here uh, last couple of days. Is how thick those cards are. Yeah. And like some of the other thick cards that we've seen when you know when Press Pass had the 
windshields in them. And, right, right. Uh, just health, man. What? And then the booklets are thick. By the time yeah. you put the booklet together, right. it's thick, and you know it's getting a little. I mean, I know Ultra Pro's been and, and some of the other companies have been a good job making stuff for them, but it's still getting a little cumbersome. You know, if you don't have like all 18 different holders you need when you open a product you know what you're, i mean you're pretty much just gonna have to hollow out like a copy of war and peace and just put it in <laughs> just there. put it in there and then uh, hope for the best yeah <laughs> that's, that's how it's gonna work in the future oh that's uh, too funny let's talk about this uh story it's a it's a tragic story in that this young man and his family has lost everything but it's a great story in the hobby how just the hobby is circulated and, and circled back and uh, helped him out full scale. And uh, if you, I'm, I'm sure you've seen it by now. Oh, yeah. I did want to mention it, but it's it's uh, from Mike Oz from the Big League Stew on Yahoo. A nine-year-old lost all his baseball memorabilia in a fire, and now fans are rallying to help him. Yep. So we've all seen the destruction that's been ha- happening in Northern California with these wildfires. Why did every year wildfires just ravish that place? It's like tornadoes in Oklahoma every it year. Is. I it's mean, just, because it just takes – I mean, it, it's just one spark. Right. You know what I mean? And I know the one spark starts fire, blah, blah, blah. But it's true. Right. In that area, it's so true. Where is Smokey when we when you need him? I don't this know. Is, <laughs> I don't know if the Smokey's still around. This is Clearly, he was on vacation. Yeah, clearly. But this is, this is a tragic story. Uh, a nine-year-old Oakland Athletics fan pinned a heartfelt letter to his favorite team recounting every baseball-loving kid's worst nightmare. His entire collection of memorabilia was gone. Mm. Lost when his... His burned down, well, I'm sorry, lost and gone, lost when his burned down in Northern California wildfires, and now the A's and and their fans are rallying, rallying, rallying to build mm-hmm. the young boy's baseball memorabilia collection. It's quite a show of community because anybody who loved baseball as a kid can ad- identify. We loved our baseball cards and cherished our autographs and would be wrecked if this happened to us. Here's the letter that the nine year old Lauren Lauren Jane Smith. Jade Smith shared with uh, Katie Udis of ABC, ABC 7 and I got to read this because it's awesome. Coming from, you know, a nine young, year old. Yeah. I love watching your A's games. I want to be an A's player. I want, I, and I play at Mark West Little League in Santa Rosa. I played baseball in my backyard all day, loving the A's and making my own game. In my backyard, they won six World Series in a row. Heck yeah, they did. <laughs> nice. <laughs> But my house burned down in the Santa Rosa fire, and my saddest things was my baseball collection card, my 17 jerseys and 10 hats, and my baseballs from games, and also a ball signed by the whole team in Ricky Henderson and Bob Melvin. Uh. My brother and me have so much fun, but he's only nine months old. I'm teaching him how to throw balls. I have every single ace card from 2000 to now, but I am nine years old. I had a major league baseball, and it all burned up. So sad. I know you're not all together, but hope they hope they get this by Lauren. Wow. All right. So he writes this letter. The A sees it. The A see it. They respond immediately. So does the whole baseball loving community. Yep. And now he's getting uh, the A's have set up an address. I'm, I want to uh, direct you back to the article for the address. But if you want to make a donation to this. I know that some guys on Facebook had done it too. Yep. Um, they got together, and made made a donation. But the you know other major league baseball teams are getting involved too, like uh, the 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 Rays and the Giants, and you know I'm That's sure awesome. so it's pretty cool, man. I would be devastated if at nine years old I'd lost something like that. I'd be devastated if it happened to me now. Right, exactly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I would be I would be mortified. But it's it's just another great example of how uh, the hobby as a community can come come behind each other and rally and. Uh, 
you know, helping young kid out like this. So that, that's really cool. It, it touched my heart. I was, I was happy to see it. And all this myths of other crap that goes on to see a good story like this made me really happy. That's good stuff. Yeah. That's good stuff. Really, really good stuff. Yep, yep. All right, man. We're going to wrap up the show here. So we're going to get a few more topics off of our uh, list before we say goodbye. And the least of which is, again, we're going to Toronto. So we, we want to see you guys in Toronto. Um, it's going to be a little different this time. Paul and I are going to be up there with Priscilla, a grading team, and uh, Steve Grad and the BAS team are yes. going to be there too. So uh, we're going to be running around doing interviews and doing magazines. Yeah, so. we're good. Yep, we got double duty. So if you come by and see us in our uh, again in a fat pack shirt, we've got a special giveaway for you that uh, we'll get. We're also going to have our our um, our metal promo. Yeah, as we say, we're still doing that promo set, the giveaway, and the redemption on that right. too. Um, so that's going to be awesome. Please, please come by Beckett Booth if nothing else to uh, to check that out. Yeah, come by and say hello. Again, we're going to be in Chicago the following week. I know that this is a month out, but I want to get this in your guys' head so you guys can come see us. In Chicago, we're going to be set up with, with Chris Keller at Top Shelf Breaks. Yeah, man, doing it up, so, man. Uh, Dude, have we talked to him about – do we get to open anything? I don't know. We haven't, t- we haven't Dude, got we, those we far have, details. We, we need to have that meeting this week. Yeah, we should probably do that. We but do. Uh, that's the fun thing that I, w- I did want to get to. We're going to be – uh, so typically, you know, we would be in the Beckett booth or by the Beckett booth or something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. But uh, we worked it out this time where we could be with Chris. That's awesome. Love so it. we're going to be sitting down with Chris at the uh, at the at his little area. I don't know where it's going to be at quite yet. Yeah, he said he just got a booth. Right? Yeah, he just got yeah, it. So, just got uh, it. So, so come by, check us out. Come see what Top Shelf Breaks is breaking live on the floor. That would be awesome. And then you, if you feel so inclined, say hello to us. And be a part of the show there. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun. Again, a reminder that Top Shelf Breaks has that triple skunk protection program. Yep. So where you know uh, if you, if you if you miss that on a hit, they're going to get something. They're going to get you something. Yeah, yep. and check it out, man. I bet they're breaking a ton of that Phoenix football this week too. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's some. Chris is a big football guy. He is a big football guy. So there's no reason to there's no reason to think that he wouldn't be breaking football products uh, there. Speaking of football, the draft is going to be here in Dallas. How stinking cool is that? So not only are we going to get the NHL draft in yep. February, we get February the, and we get the industry summit. And the industry summit. And now we get the NFL draft. That's awesome. Dude, it's like Christmas four times a year. It really is. This is fantastic. It really is. It's man. Now we got to find out how to get there. Oh, we will. You <laughs> got to figure out how to you, get there. <laughs> you are dogged and determined. Is I am, that a yes. word they use around I'm here? Dogged. Dogged. I'm dogged and yes. determined. Um, the Industry Summit, one last thing on that, and then we'll get out of here. People are asking us about how they can get to the Industry Summit. It's, yep. it's invitation only. It is. And uh, this is a little different because it's going to be here. Mm-hmm. So we have fire marshal codes that we have to uh, abide by, you know. Yeah. So I heard something about that. If you if you don't get an invitation, it's not because we don't like you. <laughs> it's just because the fat packs take up too much room in the building. So, so the <laughs> like like the capacity in the building is like three hundred or something. Paul and I are two twenty five. So yeah. what it's <laughs> we're really just we're cutting down on the availability. Yeah. But uh to just know that we're working on that, we're working on the logistics of all that. We are, and we're gonna get, we're gonna try to get as many people here, industry-wise, that want to be here. Absolutely, yeah. There's still gonna be plenty of people here. Still gonna be a, a good time. Yeah. Um, there just may not be as many as last year. Yeah. From a logistics standpoint. That's right. But and uh, I think that's it. Dude, we do. Ha- I have one small Animal Kingdom story. Oh, just we have an Animal Kingdom real, story. Real quick. It's okay. Not, it's, all right. All right. So we opened Goodwin Champion yesterday. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's like an Animal Kingdom set. It really is. 
I mean, there was bears and penguins and lions and tigers and it was crazy. Yes. How many? How many cheetahs? You even pulled a cheetah, cheetah card and a giraffe. Yeah, that's and an elephant. Mm -hmm. We got a mini elephant, which mini I thought was elephant. like an oxymoron <laughs> thing. That was pretty funny. Anyway, I just had to share that because there's so many animals in that set. That set is is different every year. Every year. But it's fun. Yeah, you're like going through. You're like giraffe, yeah. zebra, elephant, LeBron James, yeah. Ben Simmons, <laughs> uh, peacock. All right, sweet, great pack of cards. <laughs> awesome, awesome. They have, they have those weird lenticular cards too. Yeah, know? yeah. And you learned how to say it yesterday. That lenticular. Was good. Yeah, you beat me to lenticular. it. Lenticular. Yes. All right, guys. That's it this week. Come back next week. We have the possibility of. Upper deck, Chris Carlin being on the show. Ooh, ooh. Uh, we're just trying to schedule that. We're trying to get a date on there, uh, work that out. But Talking we're all, young guns, right? Yeah, plans for the plans for the Toronto show. Okay. Uh, we also are going to have Frameworth, who, man, I'm telling you, I've I've talked about it a few times since the Toronto show. Those freaking mystery boxes. I'm going to go buy like two of them in a minute. I think because the stuff that are in those mystery boxes is amazing, and they have their they have their autograph autograph guest lineup ready to roll out sweet so uh those will be happening next week and then of course slam slam still going on we have some things to give away still so uh be prepared for that all right guys thanks for hanging out this week and until next week just keep listening cue the drake <laughs>